What's up, Mama Boss? Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. I'm Stephanie Gass, success strategist and passive income queen creator. If you're ready to step into your God-led potential, create profit from your passions, and capture the success that is already yours, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more and connect with me over at stephaniegass.com. So grab that cup of coffee or fill up that glass of wine and let's dig in to today's show. What's up, bosses? Welcome to today's episode of the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. And today we are talking with Abby from Coffee Over Cardio on how to realize your entrepreneurship dreams, how to take an idea and execute an idea, creating a super successful vision for herself, for her company, and finding massive success in just a year. Oh my goodness. This episode is brought to you by Abby Scott's company, Coffee Over Cardio. So excited to be sponsored by this incredible, incredible company of female-driven motivation inspired by the coffee bean. These products are gluten-free, zero-calorie, clean energy, organic, high-caffeination, and non-GMO products. Oh my goodness, we have flavors like birthday cake, messy bun, cinnamon bun, Saturdays, which is chocolate coconut flourish, Island Breeze, Workflow, which is your high-buzz coffee, can I get an amen, and Bonjour, which is your French roast. These coffees are incredible. You guys know I love me some coffee. I absolutely am obsessed with every flavor that Coffee Over Cardio has. I would highly recommend heading over, ordering some products. Not only are you going to love this Java, but you are also supporting an incredible community of mama bosses. So let's unite and drink all the beans. You can head over and save 10% off anything in the store now the link is in my show notes or go over to coffeeovercardio.com slash discount and the code is 10s gas g-a-s-s coffeeovercardio.com slash discount slash 10s like sam gas g-a-s-s yummy all right let's dig into the show oh my gosh i am super super duper excited right now ladies because i have the most awesome guest on the show with us. We have Abby from Coffee Over Cardio with us today. Abby was born and raised in New Hampshire. She was a Division I athlete, and she found herself working on Wall Street for three years in her 20s. I'm like, Wall Street? Like, girlfriend, this girl is going on. Super smart. Um, during this time, Abby had also started her her passion project, which is Coffee Over Cardio. And hello, you guys know I am obsessed with coffee. It's pretty much all I post about in my Instagram stories is my iced coffee and all the yummy coffees that I love. So I knew Abby was meant to be a guest on our show. And anyways, Abby decided she wanted to create this platform for female entrepreneurs, and she knew coffee was the answer. I mean, can I get an amen or what, right? This is totally where it's at. Coffee lovers unite. So Abby left and went full force into coffee over cardio with her fiance and business partner, Mike. And she's just doing incredibly well. I have been blown away with coffee over cardio, her marketing, like 
totally blows me away. I love all the things that this company stands for, and I'm so excited to have her on the show. So, hey, Abby, welcome. Hi, how are you? So good. I'm actually recording this episode from my closet because my kids are my kids are home. My husband's home, which is basically my third kid. And I decided, okay, I've got to hide from everyone or my kids are going to come and ask me to open their fruit snack. So coming at you all from my closet. I'm really excited about that. Anyways, thank you, Abby, for being here. I know my community is going to learn so much today about entrepreneurship, about kind of how you did this whole brick and mortar transformation in your life. And so the first thing we want to hear from you is share your story with us. How did you become passionate about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So hi, everyone. Um, like she said, I was born and raised in uh, New Hampshire, about an hour north of Boston. And if you actually asked me, I guess, like seven years ago when I was in college, um, I would have laughed at you if you told me I was going to be a full-time entrepreneur with my own business. I grew up and I'm still very type A. I thrive off structure. And my plan was after college was to follow this path that I had to success or what I envisioned as success at the time. And that was, you know, after graduation, like Stephanie said, I went to Wall Street. I started working for a bank um, and I did that for three years. Uh, at the time, I was actually living in New York City. So this was early 2017 and I was drinking so much coffee definitely had a little bit of a problem but I was also spending a lot of money on coffee but I was also exploring uh, the city to find just new coffee shops on the weekends you know during my little breaks that I would take from work and all these things so definitely indulging myself in the coffee culture that's that's in New York City which was just so much fun for me the idea of actually launching the business came from first from a conversation with Mike. So I just made, met him and we were talking and he was making fun of me for, for drinking <laughs> so much coffee. And he said, you know, he was like, you drink so much coffee, you should, you should have your own. And we kind of laughed at it at the time. Uh, but then we decided, hey, why don't we look into this? We noticed that there were no coffee brands online that were really geared towards females. So we were like, wow, we can we can do this. There's there's a few brands that are very male dominant or or more neutral, but there's no pure female coffee brand. And we were like, well, females all drink coffee. <laughs> so we came up with this idea and we started doing the research. And from the very beginning, I said, well, if we're going to launch a coffee business or any business, I want it to be a little bit, a little bit more than just that. I want it to be a platform for females uh, to, you know, encourage them to chase their dreams. Like I'm going to be chasing mine and doing this and chasing my passion. So if I can do it, I want them to have these resources or this platform for them to do it too. And uh, that's kind of where like our, our values came from and our ideas started. And, you know, since then it's, it's just been a whirlwind. <laughs> that is so amazing. And how, how long ago did you guys like officially launch Coffee Over Cardio? Has it been like a year or two years? So we actually officially launched Coffee uh, December 8th, 2017. So it's our one year birthday. Uh, oh my gosh. Month. And, you know, it's, it's crazy, you know, what we've done, a simple, I think $2,500 investment, turning that into more than 
$250,000 of revenue in one year is, is definitely, you know, a dream come true. That is amazing. I love that. And like I had said, what drew me to your brand was this is this mompreneur or this female entrepreneur focused brand. Like you guys have basic AF and the mom <laughs> bun branding. And I'm just like, heck yeah. Not only am I a coffee freak, but I'm all about this female entrepreneurship movement and kind of this whole world. Boom. Like kudos to you guys for noticing that there's this missing this missing area of marketing. And I think you just zoned in on it so beautifully. I'm blown away. I love it. I love it. Thank Good you. job, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I guess my next question is, what were your biggest challenges in starting your own coffee company? You know, I think you had just said, $2,500 investment. What did this road look like to getting Coffee Over Cardio started? Yeah, well, the first challenge that we actually had, well, the very first challenge that we actually had was the fact that at the time I was living in New York City and Mike was actually out in California. So we had a legit time zone difference that we were that we were right. balancing as, as we're trying to, you know, come up with these ideas and communicate. Um, but it was a bit difficult at the beginning, um, just simply because it, it was a side hustle, right? And at the time, I'm working in finance, I'm working over 70 hours a week. So just finding that time, making the time to, you know, do everything was really, was really tough. And even actually now, even you know, now that it's it's a full time gig, I, I feel like I still don't have enough time. But um, just just dedicating enough time, being mindful of you know timing in terms of social media and all of that. Like that's definitely that was definitely a big challenge in the beginning, just because I did have other other responsibilities in my full time job. The second I would say challenge that we had was just having patience to really kind of enforce the vision of of what we wanted the company to be and to be, you know, based upon, we decided to make sure that we had values underneath you know, the message and that we were choosing the right people to represent our brand. And that did not happen overnight. Like there's definitely an easy route to go that we could have made a fast buck, but that probably wouldn't have lasted, if that makes sense. So having the patience to really see it through, see the investment develop was was definitely a challenge. Then the last thing I would say would be, and that's this is still something that we're learning today, but um, the whole thing is a learning process. You know, I come from a specific background. Mike comes from a specific background, and neither of that was in roasting coffee. So, <laughs> so learning the process on the coffee side, learning marketing techniques that we didn't know, and then just kind of accepting that things will go wrong, figuring out what happened, how to fix it, and just going from there. So knowing what you don't know and, and figuring out what you need to know and all of that, that's, you know, definitely been a big challenge for us. And I think we got the hang of most of it <laughs> now, but um, in the beginning, that was a bit of a, a tough thing for us, you know, just figuring out like how to how to send out the packages and all of that. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, th and this is kind of going a little bit off the cuff. So somebody thinks, okay, I have this idea, like you guys did, I have this idea. And we have to come up with a way to take this idea and actually execute it. Like what was your all's first step? Did you were you like, okay, we're going to Google to figure out how do we start a coffee company? Or right. did you reach out to a coffee company that was already existing and like try to partner up with them? What did you guys do? Just when you came up with the idea? Like what was the first step in actually executing? 
Actually, I would actually rewind a little bit. The first step in executing was actually just getting more feedback on what people thought. So at the time, I wouldn't say who I was surrounded, like I wasn't surrounded by entrepreneurs, um, but Mike and our friends now, both of our friends now, you know, has a lot of friends who are entrepreneurs. So the first step was just, hey, we have this amazing idea. And both of us agree, but we're biased. It's our company. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's just getting the feedback on, hey, what do you guys think? Like, do you think this would work? And getting that feedback to make sure it was a solid idea was so important. Because if we had, you know, okay, maybe if one person was like, eh, it's coffee, it's a commodity, you can go buy it super cheap, or, you know, like, if, or, oh, hey, you're going to be competing with Starbucks. If one person says that, that's fine. But if more than one say it, then maybe it's okay, okay, time to go back to the drawing board. Getting the, wow, that's such a good idea. You're right. There's, you know, there is this female brand of coffee missing on the market. It's, you came up with a cute name. It's, it's a good idea. Go for it. That was really like the first part of execution. And then, you know, you're absolutely right. Like first, like researching, you know, roasters. Like we obviously yeah. don't have a roaster in our backyard or we're not roasters. So figuring out those next steps. And then that's kind of both of us just getting online, figuring out those where to get your supplies, just like with anything was really the next step in execution and figuring out, you know, how much money can we put towards this and be okay with investing and being okay with losing that investment. If you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't work. Those are really the first the first steps. Awesome. I love that. And ladies, those of you listening right now, I mean, I think Abby said something that was to me, like one of the biggest beliefs I have in anything you guys are doing out there, which is patience, dedication, and commitment. Like you have to have this massive commitment to seeing your dream through because I think people start something and Abby, I'm sure you can agree. Like we've all started something like, well, it's not working fast enough. It's not working like I thought. Oh, all of a sudden here's a roadblock. I'm just going to give up. That must not be in the cards for me. When realistically, it's all about how dedicated are you to making this a success? Like, how much work are you going to put into this? Are you really here? Are you really showing up for this dream? And I think that that's proof that when you guys showed up to your dream, there was absolutely nothing that was going to stand in your way. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, I'll throw in another. It was kind of a mental check that, you know, I, I still have in the back of my mind being only a year. And I was told, I actually think Mike told me this. Mike said to me, he's like, you know, new businesses typically aren't, profitable in their first year or even their second year. So it is a waiting game. It's a patience game. And um, I've definitely seen that with ourselves, just reinvesting into ourselves before paying it and taking it, being able to say, okay, I can, I can pay myself now. So just having the, the runway in your head to be like, you know what, it's, it's not going to be super successful for a year or two, but I'm going to have the patience. I know it's going to take that long. That's definitely help helps in my opinion to not expect it to be blow up in the first month. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Like overnight success is never overnight success. (laughs) That's awesome. Now that you guys are where you are, you're both full-time into coffee over cardio, got some help, everything's starting to, to roll and get going. How are you how are you balancing everything? What tips do you have for the mom bosses and the female entrepreneurs that are listening on balance? <laughs> balance. Okay. 
ha ha, right? <laughs> As someone who is super type A and who thrives off structure, and I'm talking about, you know, I I had a block off every minute of my day in college. And that went into the same thing into, you know, my regular corporate office job. I had to let go like what, what, like what structure was. So I kind of let go of that and be like, okay, well, one, you know, I need, I have to work when I need to work. And sometimes you have to drop everything. So I feel like the first step is ex- to balance, quote unquote, is accepting that you kind of don't necessarily have structure that you want. <laughs> but then organization is just absolutely huge. Um, what helps me is I understand what my daily tasks are, what my responsibilities are versus my projects or the creative aspects that take more time. So knowing, okay, I need to, first thing, I need to make sure all customer emails are taken care of. I need to make sure that labels are printed. I need to do, you know, X, Y, Z every single day. No question. Eat the frog, do it first. And then I can dedicate the rest of my day to other things that might be more flexible. Like this might take me three hours and it actually takes me five learning how to think ahead and and dedicate time to the daily responsibilities versus the projects that certainly helps in terms of balance and planning and stuff like that but then the last thing I would say as you kind of go full into this whole entrepreneur thing is you have to be super intentional about your non-working hours um, because you can almost get caught up in just always, always working and never mm-hmm. shutting off, especially if you're like me and you run a social, the social side of it. Like there's always comments, there's always DMs, there's always posts that need to be done that never stops. So being intentional about my non-working hours. So when I go to the gym, put my phone in my bag, I use my Apple watch, I put it on lock. So it's okay. This is the, the gym time. I'm, I'm dedicated. I'm mentally here. Or when we go out for date night, it's, you know, we put our phones down and we intentionally have the date. Um, even if it's just an hour of your time, it's, it's being presence when you're not working. And that's helped me kind of, I guess, feel more relaxed and feel like I'm not always working, even if I really am, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes. No, that makes such, such amazing sense. And that's something that I'm always preaching too. It's, time blocking and those non-working hours, even if it's like you said, one hour, it's truly intentional on whatever it is you're doing. Even if it's, and for me, it's the gym. Yeah. Phone is off. Or if I'm spending one hour with my kids, that hour, they deserve that one hour. And also doesn't, don't you come back more refreshed to work when you go, wow, I had a mental break. (laughs) Like I'm able to actually refocus, dig in. And sometimes when I have all of the things silenced, that's when like fresh new ideas will just flow to me. Absolutely. Love that. So thank you. Those are so helpful. What are some tips for other lady bosses when it comes to making your passion project your full-time gig? This is something I hear over and over again from clients. Oh, I have this side hustle or I have this passion project and I work on it when I can if only I could make it full time, right? Like there's constantly right. this desire to do these things. What tips do you have for them on making that a reality? Uh, the first thing I would actually say would be keep it your side hustle as, as long as you can. 
um, because the right time for it to actually become your full time is when you feel like you feel like you've hit a plateau where you almost physically can't dedicate more time and it's preventing you from growing, preventing you from like reaching that next level. That's kind of the right time. You should almost be asking yourself like, you know, this is kind of a risk, but it needs to be done. If I want to get to the next step, this is, I just need more hours. And that's actually, that's, that's where I found myself kind of taking time to be like, all right, you know what? It's time to, to resign. We've, you know, these last couple months have been great, but it's just not, not going anywhere. We just need someone who can do this all, like do yeah. it every day and who can do it at two or three in the afternoon, you know, not just at, you know, 6 a.m. and 8 p.m. at night. So that's, I think when you're thinking about, you know, what is it going to take? Like, make sure you're maximizing your out of office or your out of your full-time hours as much as you can before you think about putting it to your full-time. I guess the other piece of advice, I have a few pieces of advice on this. Yeah, good. Give them to us. We love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my next piece of advice would be that you, you don't have to do it all alone. Having Mike has been a huge part of why we've been successful is I have certain strengths and he has certain strengths. Being able to say, okay, this is your job to build a site. I have no idea how to build a site. It's not going to make sense for me to spend six hours trying yeah. to figure it out. Um, but I know how to run the social and I, I do this. So, you know, make sure you don't feel like you have to do it alone. Um, because it can be super overwhelming if, if you do feel like you're going at it alone. You might get to a point where both of you or your partner is maxed, maxed out as well. And maybe it's a time where, okay, you guys are just handling daily tasks and nothing of the future or the growth or that. Um, can be focused on because you're bogged down with the daily tasks. Sure. And, and that's kind of the time that it indicates like, hey, you might need to hire an assistant. That happened to us a few months ago. And, you know, being able to hire my assistant just was another step at taking us to the next level because she can help with the daily tasks that need to get done so that I can focus on not what Coffee Over Cardio is doing today, but I can focus on what we're coming out with in February and March, stuff like that don't always feel like you have to do it completely alone. I can totally understand if you if you almost want to, if you have trouble letting go of things. <laughs> I, you know, I'm definitely something who can someone who can relate to that, but being able to have someone who can help you or even just get the feedback, get the ideas, you know, to talk about them, develop them like goes a long long way. I love that. And I hear that often. It's sticking with the full-time almost to where where you're forced out of that because if you take that leap too soon and then you're struggling financially or you're struggling to make to make ends meet or you start putting things on credit cards you did it too soon and now you're stressed out and that's never going to be the equation for success <laughs> so right. I love that tip and then I also so love your tip of outsource the stuff like for you and Mike splitting up okay you're great at this you're great at this if you're a one woman shop outsource the stuff that you're not that great at open yourself up to do the things that are in your zones of genius and you're just going to be that much more successful yes amen to hiring an assistant or a va or something like that i'm at that point as well when you've got your boss hat on i know that you have this empowerment movement through your brand you're super happy and 
putting out there all of these incredible vibes into the community, lifting women up on a daily basis. How do you maintain this positive mindset and kind of what does that mean for you? I would say a positive mindset means like everything to me. And that goes, you know, beyond thinking about my business. It's, it's, you know, my relationships, my, you know, view towards myself, it's everything. I really think it honestly just reflects confidence. And I think, you know, having confidence with anything you do is so important, but especially in your business, like you, you have to have the confidence that it's going to succeed. Like things are going to go wrong. Duh, you're a small business. Things, you know, go wrong. You learn from it. You grow from it. You come out better on the other side. But you have to have the confidence in the future. And this goes back to the, the how we were talking about having patience yeah. and its success. But the confidence, like knowing it's going to succeed, even if something's going wrong today, and you know, keeping that positive view and the success is it's it's really what's going to carry you through. Like it's, it's so important. And, you know, I can go into whole spiel on how like just having confidence is going to help your own mindset towards yourself, towards your body, towards, you know, your health. Like it's, it's huge. And I've noticed with me having confidence in myself, having that grow over the past few months has definitely correlated with our, our growth as a business doing specific things like people people feed off of that and you know you you said it yourself like that's it's a huge thing in our business and it's it's partly because I just have the confidence in it and I think when you when you pair confidence your personal confidence in yourself and in your business and then you pair that with belief in your mission which is something I'm constantly preaching like do if you truly believe in what you're doing and you're filling this this need that's out there that's you're you're unstoppable and there any little hurdle that comes your way you're just like jumping over it you're like oh my gosh i got this like i believe in the overall vision so much there's nothing and no one that's going to stand in my way of this and i don't care if it takes me 6 months a year a decade like i'm doing this thing yeah exactly <laughs> i have it in my like signature on my on my uh, business email account it's like confidence in one hand coffee in the other Yes. Boom, honey. <laughs> That's like my sames, like twinsies, coffee, <laughs> coffee and confidence, honey. We're, we're doing this thing. And I've mentioned this a few times now because I'm obsessed with your marketing. Your social is so on point. It's goals for days. Ladies, you've got to head over to Instagram. Look at Coffee Over Cardio's account because they've got it going on. Abby, talk to me about what are the things that make your marketing and your branding so successful? This is the this is the best part in in my opinion about what we do. It's and by the best I mean the most fun. From the beginning, like I said before, it's you know, we wanted to create community, we wanted to ex- create an experience. Um so our branding just has been huge. When you think about starting your business or when you have your business, you know, your branding, your experience, you know, you have to think of every single step from you know the moment someone is on your site clicking through to the moment they're opening your package you know taking the items out things like that like every step is so so important that goes from for us like from the bag designs to the little crinkle paper that we put in our boxes to now our 
our our boxes themselves are branded and then it goes to you know into my personal brand as the founder people i love interacting with our community and one of the reasons they i think or most of my you know community loves coffee over cardio is they know abby scott they know the person behind the brand. And so your consumers should 100% know the founder, feel close to them, and have that be genuine as well. But also, you know, having a community focus, figuring out how you can bring value to the community beyond just your product. Like coffee, coffee is for everyone, right? Like yeah. it's literally a commodity. It's traded on the stock exchange. Yeah. Um, you know, it's for everyone. So how do we add this community? Well, developing a community specific for female boss babes, however you define that, that was huge for us. That's the reason why we've, you know, become what we are today adding value back in, having a high quality product, emails that educate, whether that's on the coffee or, you know, giving you workouts, giving you recipes. That's, that's, that's taken us really far, you know, beyond the, you know, good, good cup of coffee that you have in your hand. That's so awesome. Those tips are ladies pure gold because when I go to Abby's Instagram, coffee over cardio, and it's not just buy this coffee. It's about the empowerment. She's got educational stuff. Like she mentioned, I'm in the email list. I'm an affiliate for their brand. And I get these most incredible emails and they're super interactive, like click here for today's, you know, workout. Another day, you know, Abby, you had sent one about, do you know the difference between a latte and something else? And I'm like, no, I actually don't like, this is really interesting. And so you're getting me to open the emails. And that to me as, as a marketer is, so important. Like, are they opening the email, but then are they having fun when they're reading the email? Are they learning something? Are you bringing them in and you're sharing these stories and you're so relatable? That's where we convert people from, oh, I guess I'll buy this product and try it to actually, I'm a part of this community now and I'm super loyal and this is the only coffee I'm going (laughs) to buy. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I hope. So you guys, like those tips are so key. Shifting your focus from your product to your community nowadays, especially is everything, everything. So I love those tips. All right. Most important question of the interview. You ready, Abby? Yep. What is your favorite coffee over cardio flavor? And why? We won't tell anybody, except we'll tell everybody. Uh, that's honestly a super tough question. I just go through like a rotation, basically, of like which bag we have open. Um, but I have been drinking. All right. Well, I'll, I'll preface this in terms of the coffee that we've announced and that's out and you know available for purchase on our site. Um, I have been drinking a lot of the birthday cake, um, mm. which we launched uh, the Monday right before Black Friday. So it's been it's been out for just a couple weeks now. It's a you know it's a birthday cake, vanilla cake flavored, hundred uh, percent arabica beans. The the flavors are put on the beans before they're roasted, so there's no added sugars or anything like that. But I would actually say my real favorite is something that we're going to be launching early 2019. And I honestly just drink it like water. It's just such a good cup of coffee. I wish I could, I wish I could tell you guys what it is. <laughs> no, tell us. <laughs> Excited. I have my, uh, I have a big kit on the way. It should be here any day now. And I'm going to be like posting all about each flavor. And so y'all going to have to stay tuned for that. I think our best seller this past year has been Messy Bun. When we were first starting, we came out with 
we had the ideas for what flavored coffees we wanted to have first before trying coffee. So it was kind of trying coffees to match what we had envisioned in our head. Um, and we actually tried the, the coffee that's the birthday cake. And we were both like, oh my God, this is the best one. Yeah. But we had, but we had no idea what it was going to be. We didn't have the idea behind it. We, we waited to launch it before we came out with the birthday cake idea and stuff. So Messy Bun has been our bestseller, but I think it's going to turn into birthday cake. And, you know, just seeing what people have been saying who have been like diehard Messy Bun fans, <laughs> all of a sudden they're like, wow, birthday cake takes the cake. Not to be, <laughs> not to be literally, they're like, I, I didn't think that something could be better. And it is. Uh, well, I'm so excited about that. So you guys are going to have to head over and try that flavor for sure. I'll post in my show notes, my links, so you can get a discount off your order. Yep. Um, and then I think you have another business, right? Fit Legacy. Can you kind of talk to us a bit about what's behind that business? And I know you had wanted to kind of mention that as well. So Fit Legacy was actually our idea um, of everything we love doing for coffee over cardio. So I would say like Mike and I's strengths um, and then what we just purely enjoy doing, doing on a day to day. Um, in terms of like the marketing side or the, um, the, the branding side. Um, and we, so we created this, this business where we, we essentially do the branding and the marketing for other small businesses or individuals. Um, it's something Mike has actually been doing for years for, um, some really big fitness names and helping them develop their businesses. We developed Fit Legacy to really bring these key strategies and things that we've done for coffee to, to others to really teach them. So it's, you know, it's everything from personal branding to branding of the company to Facebook ads to email campaigns, you know, every, every little step of the way. And then we do it for individuals as well as kind of small businesses. So amazing. So amazing. Yeah. Abby, you have taught us so much today. I've loved this interview. We've had so much fun. And I think what you and Mike are doing is just setting this incredible example of true entrepreneurship and creating reality out of a dream that you guys had and watching it come to life and having so much success in your first year. It's just so admirable. I think it's inspiring for our listeners and for all of your coffee consumers as well oh. that they can get out there chase their dreams. Of course, these bosses, they're going to want to know, right? Where can they find out more about you guys, both Coffee Over Cardio and Fit Legacy? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to know anything about the coffee, I would just head right over to our site, coffeeovercardio.com or our Instagram at coffeeovercardio. What's on our site, actually, we have so many videos. If you click on any of the coffees in the, in the store and they, they can tell you everything you need to know from you know, the type of bean, the Arabica bean to, you know, which country the beans are from, how they're roasted and all of that. And then you can always shoot us a DM and or shoot me a DM, I would say. If you have any questions or just need help picking, you know, which one do you want to start with? And then in terms of the Fit Legacy, you can, you know, you can find us at MyFitLegacy on Instagram. And what we actually do for all of that is we set up phone call to just kind of talk through, you know, where you're at. And, you know, see if it's a good match and, and, and what, um, you know, what you're looking for and if we can help you. Well, thank you, Abby. This has been so much fun. Can't wait for everyone to check you guys out. So thanks again. Hey, Mama, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, 
If you'll head over to iTunes, the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, and leave a review and subscribe to the channel, that would be awesome. And I'd love to connect with you over on social media. My handle is at Stephanie Gass. I'll see you soon. Bring light, love, and abundance. Until next time.